right. Well, welcome everybody. This is the episode number two of the Vital Care Home Infusion podcast. My name is Christian Vondrell, and I am thrilled today to bring um, a great guest, Leah Simmons from Vital Care North Mississippi, uh, onto the podcast. Uh, Leah comes to us uh, from a hospital background. She is new to the home infusion world and just really excited, has some really great experience in behind her and, and, a, and a bright future in the home infusion business in front of her. Can you walk us through kind of your, your background a little bit, um, why you got into pharmacy, maybe, maybe some of your upbringing, and just maybe some cool things about yourself that, that you think uh, everybody would like to know? Yeah, um, so I'm originally from Pontotoc, Mississippi, so we're, we're right in between Oxford and Tupelo. So, you know, it made sense to, to go to Ole Miss I started thinking about pharmacy in high school. I had a good friend that had just graduated from the pharmacy program at Ole Miss, and she was really excited about it. It it just sounded like a good good uh, compromise. You know, you didn't have to quite put in as much time with with it as you know going to medical school, doing a residency, but you still had just such a clinical and scientific background. So Ole Miss actually had an early entry pharmacy program that I applied for and was accepted into that. So went over there and, you know, just kind of had the mindset that I would do retail. That was what my friends had done. And that was where most of my experience had been. Was an intern, you know, for a small independent pharmacy during pharmacy school. And then also with a large chain retail. Um, Never really expected to do anything different. Even got to... Um, my last year and signed a, signed a contract with a large retail pharmacy. And then an opportunity came open with a long-term care pharmacy, which I had not had any rotations with that. Wasn't really sure what to expect, but it was a Monday through Friday job, you know, no late nights. We got done at five every afternoon. So I kind of jumped on that. It was a unique setting and, and really enjoyed that. And then an opportunity came open at the hospital, a uh, large hospital system in Chipolo, and I had really never thought that I would work in a hospital, never saw myself doing that at all, um, but just kind of took a leap and did that. You know, it was very rewarding clinically. I learned a lot, and a position came open at the women's hospital there, which they also had a pediatric unit and a NICU, so that was pretty intimidating, but um, it was a good opportunity, so I went went over there and was doing TPNs for NICU and um, working real heavily in like PEDS and then just women's health with OBGYN. And it was a lot of fun, but it was it was very stressful and it was a stressful schedule. Um, so my original boss had opened up an independent long-term care pharmacy and wanted me to come on board. So. I did that, and, and it was a great job. It was a very easy job, um, but, you know, it just kind of, not, I hate to say monotonous, but, you know, you went in knowing what to expect every day, and I, I kind of missed, um, like, having clinical challenges and that sort of thing. I've always really enjoyed just the business aspect of things, too, so I was kind of bored, you know, and started looking for other things. Pharmacy has really changed so much in the past few years. All my friends doing retail were just super stressed out and just miserable in their jobs. I mean, they just kept having metrics that they couldn't meet. 
And then um, even in long-term care, you know, just fighting reimbursements, that sort of things. Pharmacy has really, has really changed over the past five years. So I just really was of the mindset that I had to find a unique niche to get into, like something that was a growing market that would be challenging, you know, just kind of put myself out there and, and take a risk to not be like left behind in this, this changing marketplace. Yeah. So you have um, a passion for business, right? You, you mentioned kind of, kind of getting bored. I, I always, when we're looking for people in this business, I'm, the, one of the first things I always look for is people that are hungry, right? The vital care core values, humble, hungry, smart. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of folks out there that would probably enjoy the monotony and enjoy something that's easy. But, you know, we, we ultimately, we want people that are, are, uh, are hungry for more and looking for, for new opportunities, ways to learn and grow. And, and so it's, it's awesome to hear you say that. One of the things I think the questions that popped into my mind as you're talking is, is there a one common thread in all of pharmacy that you really lean on or really are drawn to that, that makes you love pharmacy? What is, what is it about pharmacy that you love? I really love just being able to have patient interaction and just to be the drug expert. You really don't realize until you get into a situation how much, you know, other providers, you know, they, they spend time in classes on pharmaceutics and pharmacology, but I mean, we are the drug experts and there are just a lot of people out there that don't, don't understand that and don't understand that that resource is there and they may just, you know, order a prescription, not think about it. So I think pharmacy has, you know, there's been some struggles like, you know, with provider status and that sort of thing. Um, but really, there's just no one else in the medical community that has that drug expertise. And you think, I mean, that's the majority of how we're treating these chronic conditions is with medication. And just we have such an increase in the aging population. There's just more and more need for that. Um, medical errors are such a big, big deal. Drug side effects, you know, pretty much anyone over 30, unless you're very lucky, is is pretty much taking a prescription medication or they will be within the next 10 years. And a lot of people just take that for granted and think it's something simple, but these are just very complex therapies and the, the new ones that come out are even more and more complex, all these specialty drugs, um, specialty infusions and that sort of thing. So pharmacists really just need to own up to that and take pride in that and really advocate for the skill set that they have that's just unique to pharmacy in general just to, to get the respect that they need from providers. And, and generally providers and nurses are very welcoming to that, even just in my experience so far. I mean, you know, once they, they realize that these are the services a pharmacist or pharmacy can provide, I mean, they're going to call you every time once you've earned that respect and they realize like, hey, these people are the drug experts. Yeah. So you've been the, the clinical aspect of pharmacy is, is what you're passionate about. Um, I think that shines through um, in, in the home infusion space for sure. You know, with, with your experience at Vital Care and, and coming into Vital Care, I guess, can you talk a little bit about what brought you into the franchise model? Talk about that background, how you got in, in here and where you are today. And then um, I guess talk about how that's clinically fulfilling to you at this point. I mean, you guys have, have been up and running for a, a very short period of time, but you guys are already you know, rampant and, and success, you know, in my opinion, very successful at the point you're at. So can you kind of talk about that, that journey, I guess, or venture? 
as you kind of yeah. started? Um, yeah, so just during my time, like with the long-term care pharmacies in North Mississippi, you know, we would have patients in skilled nursing facilities that were getting IV therapies. And, you know, it wasn't always something that we had in stock. And so we had just sort of our list of, of backup pharmacies we would use in case a patient needed a, a dose today before we could get it in and send it out the next day. And several other pharmacists and myself, you know, I remember one night being at dinner talking about the problems we were having, trying to get these IVs started for these patients and facilities. And I'm like, I just can't believe in Northeast Mississippi that we don't have just some type of infusion pharmacy, you know, someplace we could go to to serve as our backup. You know, we were having to get stuff out of Memphis or Jackson. I was like, I just can't believe I know people get meds at home. So it would be great if we had a an infusion pharmacy and, you know, they were right here and they could be our backup. And I just always kind of thought about that. And Actually, it was so just very random and, and serendipitous. I was on maternity leave after having my second child. And one night I was, there's a huge pharmacist mom's Facebook group. I mean, I don't, it's probably got a hundred thousand members and it's just a really great group just to talk through things and advocate for the profession, um, vent frustrations, you know. And someone on there was talking about home infusion pharmacy. And I was like, you know, I, I remember thinking about that. That would be a good thing to open in this area because me and my husband both are, we just have that entrepreneurial spirit like you discussed. We're always just kind of looking, looking for ways, businesses to, to get into, you know, that the area might need. And so, of course, I, I Google and, and vital, vital Care comes up and I actually like got on the Vital Care website um, looked through everything. I didn't really push the button that said to send me more information, but I was like, you know, that would be the the way to do it because it's a very daunting task, like trying to think of how to start an infusion pharmacy just because there's so many regulations and accreditation and standards and 797 and how do I build out a clean room? Um, how do I keep up with all this stuff? How do I get insurance contracts? You know, I just, it would never be anything I would think that just by myself I could undertake and I was like that's a that's a great idea that's a great model that they have um you know that's very interesting they're based in Meridian um and so I just kind of I went back to my job and everything and then literally like two months later I got a LinkedIn message from Logan Davis <laughs> in which you know you laugh because like Logan yeah. has like five million LinkedIn there's yeah. no telling how many LinkedIn messages he sent and, you know, you get kind of random, like I would get random LinkedIn messages like, hey, we need a pharmacist in North Carolina. And I never read them. And I really don't know why I even read this one, um, yeah. but I'm glad I did. And so I was like, did they like, you know, I'm always like the phone is, you're, they're tracking everything you do. I'm like, they probably saw that I got on this <laughs> website. He swore. He's like, no, no. I just like, we were connected somehow when I was, um director for a long-term care pharmacy I think we had we had connected on LinkedIn um and so I messaged him back I'm like oh yeah I'd love to talk about that this is so random mm -hmm. and um he kind of went through the franchise model process um we really hit it off you know had a lot in common and so we decided you know I would go to Tuscaloosa to meet with Ryan and and went there and just kind of toured everything and tried to to learn all I could and my personality and Ryan's personality, that's the pharmacy and one of the owners of Druid City in Tuscaloosa, just, it meshed really well. Um, 
So I was like, you know, uh, this is, this is a great idea. And I had already established that we really needed it in the area. So we just talked through it and I decided to take a leap of faith. And, um, like I said, our personalities clicked really well. And, and we decided that I would be the, the operator in Chipolo and it's just been a phenomenal experience so far. It's, it's been challenging, but I mean, it's, it's been really good. I mean, we've been so much busier than I really ever expected in the first two months. I mean, our, our community in our area like direly needed, needed this, um, this service. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I mean, there's so many things I could comment on what, what <laughs> you just said, which is great, but um, I'll try not to, to talk about everything, but I, I think Logan is such a great connector. And so we, we definitely like, if anybody out there is listening, you get a, a, a direct message from Logan or me at Vital Care, look at it because it's it's we're we're not just going after everybody. We're we're targeting people on that. So, um, but LinkedIn's such a great connection resource, and um, I'm glad you opened it too because you are a, you're a fantastic fit for this, and you know your passion shines through in what you talk about. I mean, I love you know you're, you guys, you and your husband. I don't I don't know your husband personally, but Logan's told me about, a lot about y'all and your your entrepreneurial spirit, and so I I, I just. I love that in people. That's what our business is all about, right? Being entrepreneurial, having seen an opportunity and going and getting it. And um, so anyway, I'm just, I'm excited for y'all there. It's great stuff. Um, so that's cool. So you've got a unique e experience there with, with Logan and with Ryan and, and having, you know, the, the pharmacy in Druid City. This is a second site, a, a sister site, if you will, for Druid City in Tupelo. And so, um, you know, that's, it's kind of a unique set up in our model that doesn't happen all the time we've got a lot of a lot of second and third locations that are being opened by existing sites but we've also got a lot of people that come into the model for, with no infusion experience with no pharmacy you know second pharmacy support or, or existing folks in their network that have home infusion experience outside of the folks at vital care that they're talking to right and so um, if you were talking to somebody that maybe didn't come from the same kind of background or that has have the same kind of resources that you guys do with Druid, with Druid City and the people there, what, would you have any advice for them in terms of how they could um, learn more about home infusion based on what you know now or, or what kind of information they could seek out? Any, any insight there? You know, it's, I've, I'm a little spoiled, like having Druid City to, to lean on, but the, the biggest thing for me in deciding that this was a great opportunity was that this company like vital care was founded by a pharmacist, you know, Ed, the CEO is a pharmacist and, you know, uh, the people at the corporate office are just brilliant. And I, I always had reluctancy to, to get involved in, um, and with like business people, you know, people that didn't understand like that clinical aspect um, that didn't necessarily put patients first. They just worried about the numbers, that sort of thing. So that really was comforting to me to know that, hey, these these are my kind of people. Um, they're going to get what I'm saying. You know, I've had had bad business experience in the past, you know, with trying to trying to work, you know, me having a clinical background and being patient focused, working with people that didn't necessarily have that same knowledge. So I thought there was just such a good mixture and a, such a good makeup at that corporate level of you've got business people, you've got clinical people, um, and they've just developed this excellent model to work together. 
And so even if I didn't have Druid City and I couldn't, you know, just shoot Ryan a text about that, um, about a question I had, just the support that I've received, like from the corporate office, literally like when I mentioned that it's such a daunting undertaking to try to start this up, they, the policies and procedures and the just you literally get a manual that takes you step by step. It has been amazing. Any question I ever had was answered. If someone didn't have the answer in the corporate outreach team, I mean, they went and had it back to me in five or 10 minutes and would send me, you know, a two page explanation. There's just such a desire there to help these franchise locations. And I've just been so impressed. Like, this, the whole startup process could not have gone smoother. I was actually able to still work full time at my previous job up until maybe a week or two before we had our accreditation survey. I mean, that's how organized the process was and how much support that I was provided through the whole, um, through the whole thing. And really, you know, Druid City had very minimal involvement. Um, Ryan did not have to be that involved, even though he was, you know, an owner, he's been through the whole process before I was able to do everything and work with that VCAP team um, to get everything going. And it was just, it was just such a smooth process. And I was completely prepared for the survey when it happened. I mean, we really didn't run into any, any delays or snags or anything in the whole startup. So that just, that let me know that I had made the right decision, just just seeing how smoothly and how vetted that process was and how honed in and it had been um, was just so impressive. And I was like, you know, these, these people know what they're doing. They've got it together. And, you know, it's been the same. Just even clinical questions I have, I can reach out to them. I mean, with anything and so helpful and, and just things that I've never had experience with, like you know, enteral feeds. I I had never messed with a an enteral pump or dealt with enteral formula. And so um, any question that I have come up, everyone's just so nice and so helpful. And I know it just seems like Disney World. It's just really, it's really crazy <laughs> to say, but it, it really is. And I mean, I just think that's why it's been such a successful model for, you know, so many years now is because they've just really taken feedback and learned from franchises and, and made improvements to where just the support right now for the franchise locations is just tremendous. Yeah. Well, that's really sweet of you to say. I, I love the Disney World comment. I've, I'll, I'll use that <laughs> in some of my sales pitches, but um, I think the, I mean, it's, it's, it's rewarding to hear you say that because you've just recently gone through this whole thing. I mean, you guys have been open for how long now? When, when did you go? Uh, June, June 1st was our first um, official day. Yeah. And we're doing this on, on July 30th. So you guys have been open mm -hmm. for almost two months. Um, take, and that's taking patience, right? Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, the whole time before that, you were going through all these things that you're talking about. So it's, it's really great perspective. Our, our, our whole goal at Vital Care is to support our franchise locations. That is ultimately why we exist. And so, you know, we, we, share, we share the vision to, to take care of patients, right? That's what we want to do is take care of patients and support them. And we do that through supporting our franchise locations. So it's, I'm glad that you're having a good experience and I hope you continue to have a good experience um, as we move forward. So again, kind of from an entrepreneurial slant, you know, can you talk a little bit about some of the things you mentioned you and your husband do some, do some other things. Are you willing, are you comfortable talking about some of the other things that you guys do personally from an entrepreneurial perspective that 
and kind of relating that back to what what vital care is like right well what so my husband he is actually a teacher he's a band director at a community college in Fulton at ICC um so we sort of got into really real estate rental properties several years ago and we've been doing that so it's really fun now he's kind of taken over that side of things I think he's probably a little jealous that I'm a business owner now and he's trying to compete with me um <laughs> but he he's handling all that but we just really our biggest thing has been just you can't be scared to take risk I mean we just never wanted to to feel like we had been complacent um and, you know we're just kind of stuck in the same place you know and look up one day and we're 60 and literally we've just done the same thing for 40 years we just like like a challenge and like to take risks because I just you know if you want a big reward you've got to take a, a big risk um so it's fun you know we've yeah. we've learned a lot through that things always don't pay off but it's it's been good I think it's just sort of a, a personality trait and you know you get a little addicted to um the adrenaline rush from things so it's 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 really fun just kind of manifesting your own destiny we just kind of have this not to be too cliche but it was just it's very like the world is your oyster if you work hard mm -hmm. enough you'll you'll get whatever you want you just have to put in the time and and not be afraid so i'd say that's the the biggest thing because i never would have thought that i would you know own a pharmacy that we would have you know a company of rental properties but it's just kind of happened that way and you just can't be scared that's the biggest thing i think a lot of people are just they're just scared you know you get comfortable and and you don't want to you don't want to risk that but you know we've got small kids and it, it's been good you know we we want to have something for them to be proud of and, and show them that you can work hard and find success um and do things the right way yeah that's awesome i always i joke so well i don't joke but i do joke but not about this so my wife is <laughs> a, <laughs> my wife is a real estate agent and so about three years ago she got in she took the leap left her, her comfortable job and jumped into real estate and has been wildly successful with that. I'm very proud of her. Um, I can appreciate the real estate side. I always tell people, you know, it, it's better to, to jump into entrepreneurship early, right? Everybody thinks you need to come out of college, get a good job. I'm like, you know, it, it's probably better to fail early and fail fast than it is to, to sit around and, and get comfortable in a job, make it a paycheck, get used to that. And then, you know, feel like you're going to leave that all behind to go take this massive risk when you've got, you know, house payment and kids and everything else. It's like, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of freedom in being able to, you know, like you said, manifest your own destiny and, and have control over that when you don't have a paycheck, but you know where your money's coming from. It's, it's really rewarding. So y'all have done a great job. It's, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, it's, it's really fun. Cool. So I think as we kind of move on down the road here, we talked a lot about your background, kind of how you got into vital care, which is, is super, you know, helpful for perspective for people. Um, you've been, you've been accepting patients for close to two months now. What's, what's one thing that that's been different from what you expected beforehand to now, if, if there's anything, is there any one thing that you can point to from a patient care perspective that you really enjoyed or didn't expect that's happened? Any insight you can give us there? Going into this, I felt like the most intimidating thing on the front end was just unfamiliarity with these medicines you know these are very specialty medicines that they're not on formula at the hospital so I was I was really just kind of nervous about that I was like oh man there's just such a learning curve there that I'm gonna have 
it's been funny getting into this is that that really hasn't ended up being the case. Um, the challenge for me has just been the billing side of things. I'm so used to pharmacy billing, building a pharmacy plan, having a bin number. Um, I know that's getting very specific, but just, just now being able to bill on the medical side has been definitely the biggest learning curve for me. Um, and it's fun. It's fun to learn. You know, it's always frustrating on the front end. I, I always hate when I start a new job. I, I want to know everything. I want to know everything forwards and backwards and just be an expert at it. Um, so I had to talk myself down and be like, look, you know, you've never done this before which has been great because all the billing is supported at the corporate office. So, you know, I've got a whole billing group that has done this before and can walk me through this and be patient with me. Um, kind of ask them, you know, like, Hey, can you explain this to me? Like, I literally have no idea what this means. <laughs> um, so that's been good. You know, there's been, that's another great support point for the corporate office um, because that is totally new and, and really anybody I bring in, I hired a pharmacy technician last week. Um, mm -hmm. we've worked together before. She's wonderful, but again, it's just not something you ever do on the pharmacy side, billing that medical benefit. So that's, yeah. that's been the biggest learning curve. You know, it's fun. It's fun learning about the medicines and you just start getting stuff you've never seen before. So that challenge is good, but there's definitely some, some things I've never been exposed to that um, has been that's been the hard part definitely yeah. um just the complexities of reimbursement yeah for sure and reimbursement is a constant thing i think we talk talk to most everybody about that when when we're uh, getting started is is just the difference between billing a pharmacy benefit and a medical benefit the turnaround time the dso and or day sales outstanding all those things are are challenging to understand or, or really conceptualize before you actually get into it and then you've got, I mean, <laughs> I joke with people, insurance companies, the, their job is not to pay you, right? And their job is to, is to do everything they can not to pay you. So they, right. they, they have employed people to, to just, you know, make sure every I is dotted and T is crossed. And if it's not, they're not going to pay you. So it's a challenging environment. But to your point, I mean, that's what we try to focus on at Vital Care is, is taking that, that challenge out of your hands as an operator so that you can focus on doing the day-to-day -day stuff, which is, is more important, clinically speaking, taking care of patients, all that stuff. Um, well, good. Well, we've, we've kind of, we've, we've had a good discussion here. I could, I could probably talk for another hour, but probably have one more, one more question. I, I just, you know, we always talk about, um, identifying leaders as operators, right? We can, I feel like the vital care team and our system, our, our model is, does a really good job of helping people learn the business of home infusion, how to operate a pharmacy. We talked a little bit about that going through the VCAP process, the vital care accreditation program and uh, learning the policies and procedures and all that fun stuff, but leadership is a whole nother ball game, right? And so I think you you've already kind of determined or or, or shown that you've got a a really unique leadership style and a, and a really great ability to lead a team. Can you talk a little bit about your leadership style? What's important to you from a day to day perspective um, in in leading your team at the pharmacy and then ultimately growing it? My first experience with that was, I guess I was probably 26. I was at a long-term care pharmacy and their director job came open and they called me in and they're like, we want you to take this. And of course, the first thing I said was like, I've been out of pharmacy school for three years. I'm in no place to take this position. I think we had eight pharmacists and probably 20 technicians. Um, we had 
skilled nursing facilities in three states. And so it was very um, overwhelming, but I decided to give it a go. And it was, it was a really great learning experience. Um, you know, I tend to, in that situation, I was just young and, and still kind of green about things. And uh, I found myself, you know, maybe being a little overbearing. So I learned a lot of valuable lessons through that. And so I think just the people you surround yourself with, just loyalty and, and trust are so important. Um, you know, I hiring a salesperson, that was, that was another big challenge yeah. because I had no background in that no clue um and you just got to find people that you click with and and it's pretty apparent when it happens you know you mm -hmm. find someone that has a similar personality and similar work ethic of course like I'm bought in I'm an owner you know this is this is my job my paycheck my well-being depends on this but you've got to find people that can that are going to buy in with you as well and and they're few and far between, but once you've, you've worked with them and you've seen that, it, it's pretty e easy to um, distinguish them from others. I mean, I have a handful of people that I've worked with that I know would be loyal and do anything I need, you know, if I needed them to stay late or come in. And so you just have to find those people you work with and that are the type of people that will really buy into a program and just show and develop trust with them you know you've got to set a good example of course um that's why i said my technician i hired kim we've worked together at two locations before and and she's one of those people that i know would go to the ends of the earth for me and do anything i need because she trusts me she knows i'm going to get the job done i'm never going to ask her to do anything that i wouldn't do so you know i kind of have that inherent sense like i'm going to be bought in i need you to be bought in and, and what I've learned from my previous experiences, just to, to give people freedom to make their own decisions, you know, I can't micromanage everything. Sometimes that's hard because I think that just goes along with the personality trait of, of somebody that's a go-getter, you know, you want to have a hand in everything. But once you have those people you can trust in place, just um, allowing them the freedom to, to make the decisions and trust that they're gonna uh, do what, what they need to do based on the values of your organization. So um, just try to be very particular on the forefront about the people I pick um, to be on my team um, and to make sure they're going to be people that mesh well, mesh well and buy in um, and just really want to see the business grow. Not everybody wants to work for a startup. You know, it's very, it's very risky and scary. You know, we don't have a workflow established. We're both kind of just doing everything and figuring out things together but just she sees that I'm confident and I have faith in this and um and she trusts me so it's been a really good good experience but you know those are kind of the important things uh that I've that I've learned through my through my time yeah for sure I think that's you know smart leaders understand that they they can't do everything right and they're they don't know everything and they need people on their team again that they can trust and 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 take you know ultimately give them the ability to do their job better right um you know culture in business to me is everything because it, it really speaks to the customer uh in terms of what you're trying to accomplish and your why um so anyway you i think you, you've done a great job of explaining that just now so yeah it's uh it's so fun just 
another aspect of it is is being a small business i mean every referral we get to win i mean yeah you know these larger larger places i mean they may roll their eyes or not take something they're just like oh another one but you know sitting on the other end of that fax line it's it's super exciting and we all share in that excitement you know mm-hmm. text our sales guy hey you got one um <laughs> it's it's really fun it's it's really hard to find that anywhere else yeah and such a personal relationship with the patient too you know being able to go make a difference in the community is such a big deal so well this has been a fantastic interview lee i really appreciate it it's been great you know of course we know each other a little bit but it's been great learning a little bit more about you and you know your experience as a as a, as a businesswoman and, and business owner now and you know you keep that healthy competition going with your husband make him work a little harder right Right. He's, yeah. he's pretty tore up. He's pretty <laughs> tore up with jealousy. He, he was trying to buy two rental properties today. I'm like, you guys slow down. <laughs> <laughs> Spend that money, right? Uh, that's good. Well, good. Well, Leah, thanks again for being on here and um, everybody. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for some upcoming podcasts. We're going to have some discussions talking about the vital care culture. And ultimately we talked a little bit about it today, but how important culture is in business and, and how at vital care, we really keep that at the forefront of what we do. Um, and then we're definitely going to have some more more discussions with other franchisees and um, p- potentially some trade partners coming up as well uh, to give you more perspective on the, the industry of home infusion in general and how Vital Care fits into that. So just really excited for, for the future and excited that you've uh, you've been listening to us and hope you come back and join us next time. So thanks again.